0: Um, Hello everyone, welcome to my vlog. I'm super excited today because my guest is amazing photographer from Houston, Chris Gillette. I'm super excited to talk to him. We've seen each other a couple times Well, I was in Houston a couple weeks ago and um, we had amazing conversation which makes me, you know, really want to talk to you about a lot of those topics we went through. So before we jump into, I have A lot of questions to you and um, I just want to go step by step but would you mind and tell me a little bit about yourself but what I would like to hear from you because that was one of the most extraordinary stories for me how you even got into headshot photography because that's something which you don't hear quite often um, and your background and you know the entire process getting into this business was quite interesting for me so if you wouldn't mind and just share a little bit about it.
1: I'd be happy to. Uh, and I'm here today with my YouTube consultant, James. He has a YouTube gaming channel, so I am gonna look after him and make sure I don't screw up. We don't want any strikes or whatever. I don't know how that works. Well, I, we don't want copyright strikes. So he's gonna be watching out for that. Perfect. Um, so uh, nine years ago, were you your Yeah. So about nine years ago when he was on his way, well, he has a couple of older siblings. And uh, when he was coming, I'd been through babies once before, and so I knew I wasn't, as you know, I wasn't going to have much time. And so I got rid of a bunch of my hobbies, uh, but I always I felt like I'd, I'd like to do something creative. So I thought, ah, oh, it's perfect. Remember, this is nine years ago, so it before camera phones and stuff like that. Um, and I thought, I wanted to take better pictures of the family. So I started trying to. Do that, and I probably took a path that a lot of people have taken. Got a little bit better at it, a little bit better at it. Um, and one day, a friend of mine said, Hey, can you take uh, a headshot of me? <laughs> and I thought, Oh, that's easy. I can do that. It's just, it's just right here. Yeah, No problem. And it was very frustrating. I could not make this guy look good. And so that got me started on trying to figure out how to do it. I had no intention of doing it as a job, or even doing it beyond, hey, I wonder how you do this. And I started looking online, and at that time I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. And then I found a little bit of general portraiture advice, the kind of, I guess, old advice that you typically hear. Uh, but nothing I thought was particularly helpful, and so I thought, ah, oh, I'll find work that I think is really good, and maybe I can learn something from that. And that actually took me a while, and I looked and looked and finally found some headshots where I was like, Oh, this is it. This is fantastic. This, uh, I've never seen anything like this. This is great. And it turns out it was Peter Hurley's stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I always have really good I don't have like super good luck. Like I'm never gonna win a lottery or anything like that. But timing-wise, things often seem to work out well for me. Mm-hmm. And this is perfect timing. Because I think it was right, it was before Peter started doing the stuff that he's doing these days. It was after, I think he had a conversation with Zach Arias, where Zach had convinced him, hey, brother, teach what you do. I pick up the phone one day, talk to Peter, at the studio, he answered the phone. He answers it, Peter, Earl Studios, this is Peter. And I talked to him for like 20 minutes. That wouldn't
0: happen nowadays, probably.
1: All right, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. He uh, could not have been nicer to me, and I guess to make the story a little shorter, shot with him once um, and maybe on a dozen occasions he would look at my stuff and tell me what he didn't like about it Mm -hmm. which was tremendously helpful. I mean that probably put me a decade where I would have been otherwise. That's even assuming that I would have developed an eye like liz, which I think is very unlikely. So it was a huge gift and I just kept doing it because I liked it. I liked working with people and I enjoyed it and felt like I had Some things I do, I feel like I don't have any aptitude for. and this, at least, I felt like I had a fighting chance and did it pretty regularly. And then in 2015, I was doing it really regularly. Oh, and by the way, so I didn't tell you, so at the time I'm I'm a trial worker, I've been doing it for 18 years at that point, and I was miserable. I did not like it at all.
0: And this is what I want to actually dig in a little bit more because um, Um, that was really. interesting for me that you know having that career which you have which you had being a lawyer um, and this is actually one of my another questions I don't know if we want to jump into this but um, I just want to talk how you because you've brought a lot of interesting stuff from you know being a lawyer and you know being in that industry for a long time and you brought a lot of interesting stuff to your business um, can you tell me a little bit about it
1: sure and I'll segue into it just by wrapping up um, in 2015 I was working five days a week mm-hmm. at the law office and then on the weekends I had maybe a couple clients on Saturday yeah. one Sunday could have been happier at the end of that year I was talking to some of the people I work with and uh, one guy who was a real good friend of mine really cares about, and he said, hey, why don't you kind of go part-time here and go try to push up with uh-huh. what you lied Had he not said that, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Um, but I did it. And interestingly, um, I'm going to answer your question. I feel like I'm dodging it. With it. I promise I'm not. Uh, yeah. The day that that conversation happened, I decided, I think I'm going to do this. I think yeah. I can make this work. Furley um, calls me. Wow. The the day, I walk into my car and, call, and I never call him. Even back then, like today, it's nuts. I'm sure he has a zillion people praying on this time mm-hmm. and so I try not to do that and if he reaches out to me again, it's a I And it was even like that way back then. He just calls just to catch up and see what's going on and I said, hey, guess what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun story to be able to tell. Him. That was a um, sign, right? Yeah, it was meant to be. And so in 2016 is when I started full-time and it's been fantastic. Uh, the lawyer thing, I definitely, I mean, everybody, there are all sorts of ways to do that thing, and there are all sorts of personalities that do it in a lot of different successful ways, which is really interesting to me and I know it is to you too. Um, for me, the, the lawyer stuff has helped in a couple of ways. Mm-hmm. One, lawyers and people like lawyers are a lot of people that I work for today. So it's real easy for me to talk to those folks. And it's also helped me, and I'm probably not demonstrating it right now, but usually when I'm speaking in front of people, whether it's a single person, a client, maybe it's a deal where I'm shooting their firm, they don't know who I am, they come in and I've got to engage with them pretty quickly, or it's a group of people that I'm talking about uh, headshots to. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable doing that, much more comfortable than I would Yeah. It was not something that came naturally and it's something I would work on as I started to do trial work. Um, so that uh, I think it made me more confident than I would be otherwise. I'm not I think inherently a confident person that to do that type of work you kind of have to. And it certainly is, you know, it helps with the headshot stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, that's maybe one of the top skills, and if it's a skill, but one of the most important things, at least for the way I do it, is to really be confident with people. Yeah. I'm not just the guy. I'm not a commodity. Right? Yeah. I'm not the guy. Some some guys, I think, treat it like, like it's an equipment. Like if you ever rent a margarita machine for a party, there's yeah. probably a guy who brings it and sets it up and probably shows you how to use it. I think a lot of not a lot, but I think some photographers are like that. Like it's like an it's like an equipment. They got the lights and the camera and they push the button mm. and all that, but. I want to work in situations where my clients are hiring me as an expert, as a consultant, somebody that they can rely on. So the trial work helps me to take charge of those situations and be confident to tell people, "Hey, I know you think you want this. Let me let me show you something else. Let me show you why I think this is better." better, better." That make sense.
0: Oh yeah, and you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Like when we talk about it back in Houston, like this is one of those things where I was like extremely Mm -hmm. jealous i wish i could have that because you have this um well you can really communicate well with people you know you connect with them really quick um, and you have this charming way of doing that which is super cool so you know I, i was watching you working a little bit and you know like even discussing certain things like you have this amazing amazing way of um you know just just connecting and talking to people which is Extremely I think important and especially when it comes to headshots because It's all about connection, right? And you know, we we've been Learning this whole thing. We try to improve that all the time and you know when we kind of can get into the people and Connect with them right on the spot. That's that's super cool. Okay, so I want to just basically change the gear a little bit and jump into a little bit of different topic and even you know, I don't really like to talk much about the gear, but those are the questions where always people ask, and um, I just want to briefly go through through those stuff. So, and the, the, I want to kind of take a little bit of different angle on this. So, because you, for many many years, you've been shooting Peter Harley. Um, well, his kind of style with with you know floats and stuff like that, and now I can see you slowly actually changing and trying to do a little bit of different stuff, some speed lights, some strobes and stuff like that. So like, I don't want to discuss about like, what gear do you have? Because you know, that this is relevant in my opinion, but can you tell me a little more, like what your experience and what you feel about, you know, working like several different systems, right? Um, nowadays, um, and what's your experience behind it? If you could just kind of share me a little bit informations on that, because this is the one of the most important I think and also interesting stuff that you can shoot headshots with many different systems, right? Um, And each of them they have you know pros and cons and you know like there's different different kind of approach to them But I would like to specifically ask you because you've tried pretty much everything And you can probably have own opinion on some of those things. So if you could just share that with me, that would be awesome
1: Sure, and I'll just go chronologically the way that I've done it. When I started doing headshots, I uh, went full in early and I loved the style and I thought, you know, I'll never be like this guy. Right? If I can get really close to it and if at some point I kind of ricochet off that trajectory and start doing something a little different, uh, that would be great. Um, in fact, if somebody... Locally, someday calls me a poor man's Peter Hurley. I'd be happy with that inside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually a good story. Um, so I started with, uh, started with Kino's. I got uh, the Kino Flow uh, lights that he used at the time, and they're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's like anything. They're pros and cons. The good thing is that uh, the lights great, and they look cool, and that's not inconsiderable, I mean, that's important. I can't tell you how many people get in front of those things and go, "Wow, this is cool!" Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm charging you a lot of money. I want you to let's go. Cool. Um, the downside of those things is they're fragile, they're expensive, mm-hmm. and they're very hard to transport. Um, I've taken them on gig, away gigs before. And it's not my favorite thing to do. I'm 50 now. And, um, I, I, I don't want to do it unless I'm a younger person to hold it yeah, for yeah. It. But for the studio, I love a, The light's great. A, the constant lights are nice for a couple of reasons. One, it makes the pupils tiny, which I like. Um, that's still something I struggle with, with uh, flashes and strobes, is when yeah. pupils get a little large and I'm not crazy about that work. Although, interestingly, some clients will tell you that they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know um, It closes people down a little bit, so mm-hmm. you'll not get the freaked out of the eyes as much, which is the last professional headshot I had taken. That's what I was doing. Yeah. The bright lights will close them down. Um, and for a couple of reasons, I wanted to switch to, not switch, but I wanted to get comfortable using. Another setup, and mm-hmm. I was little, I mean, that's how you and I got to be friends. You know, I was familiar with the cinematic style, and I knew that you did it really well. And obviously, you uh, make a lot of effort to spread that information to the folks, and you did a really good job of it. Um, and so, another setup that I've been using pretty regularly, like today, with my last client today, we did what I would call Hurley style headshots. She's a person that got a book of short stories coming out in four weeks or something and it's uh you get some early headshots and then you get some cinematic headshots yeah. and, you know i like them both for different reasons uh but with the cinematic i think it's very similar to what you use i don't use the the nikon setup like, like you and i think bill and patrick does the same thing where there's three different D that you have for movies yeah. i was lucky and i got to it late and so i'm shooting the Good docs i think it's called um where it's all it's, everything's included it's wireless, yeah. it does uh, high-speed sync automatically if it's turned on the camera, and so it's, and it's super cheap. And it's good, because I'm not used to using these things. I've already dropped those strobes hard mm-hmm. twice, and they both still work perfectly. Now, because they're cheap, I was able to buy a whole second set as a backup, so I'm good to go, no matter what happens. Um, but I'm using that. I think I use the same modifiers you do, the stands I use are probably yep. different. shooting shoot shooting icon. Um, and the things that I like about that setup: one, it's it's smaller. I mean, I can I can carry fewer bags. It's lighter, um, and it allows me to shoot. You yeah, know, I, I love the cinematic style; it's fantastic. But you can also very easily do maybe not so much a cinematic headshot as much as sort of an environmental portrait it's yes. the same setup, and it's. I mean, certainly I, I wasn't good at it when I started doing it, but it's, uh, I mean, once you start getting the hang of it, it's easy to set up. And uh, I found it tremendously flexible and useful. And it was a great, it was something I needed to do. I, From time to time, I like to, and I know you've, t- you've talked to people about the Dunning Kruger effect. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing everything I can to avoid the Dunning Kruger effect. And I probably, I don't know if I'm like a lot of people, but. My satisfaction with my work goes like this, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I kind of it. I think that I'm, I I think that I'm, I'm To all the other stuff, sucks. yeah, <laughs> yeah, up and down, and so I, I want to constantly work get better this, and yeah. learn new stuff, and so jumping into using this different setup has been um, a tremendous uh, growth experience for me, and it's just given me some options that
0: it's a little bit it. of exercise for sure and you, you just yeah. never know how this whole thing is going to work right um you know th- so there's i like that from one one side but depends on the shoot right because if you have a shoot where people pay a lot of money um and it's extremely important to shoot so you have to nail it like there's no time for you know guessing and trying things like you have to figure out something which you know hundred percent it's gonna work right and i think with with cinematics style especially um when you're starting off um it's a tricky part right and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and you know like you don't want to upset any clients but at the same time i found like you know it's it's teaches you a lot right so you start seeing things different way you you're trying to kind of figure out you know some new stuff you know throwing new things into it so so that's what i really enjoy that that part of cinematic style but you know i completely agree with you and you're 100 sure that you know it's like up and down with you know sometimes with the quality and you're dedicating a lot of time you're coming home and you're just like scratching your hair like hey, what i've done right so yeah yeah
1: okay, i can give you a good example of, of one benefit that i got from the cinematic style. I had a, a client who's a real high-end interior designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, was not a friend when I shot, but I know you probably have this experience now. Where uh, consider a friend, see her socially, and uh, she just kicks that, I And mean, she's turning clients away left and right. She's tremendously successful, and we did some new shots for her and her assistant. No, I think that they're good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they made make my portfolio, but I thought we did a good job for. Her and she was very happy with him, um, told me on numerous occasions, so I think I believe her, and one day I got a flyer from her, it was for uh, a speaking engagement that she had, she and three other interior designers, and kind of high-end interior designers, were speaking at some design center or something other, I didn't know, I wanted to be on but anyway, when I saw the flyer, my heart sank, because while I liked her headshot, when I, mean, I saw it in the context of the other three, which were all I would say environmental portraits, they weren't really the that style, but it was them in some environment. I thought hers looked bad by comparison. And I just i uh, just I felt like I had really knocked out of it. So I went to her and I was like, Hey, I'm gonna be honest with you, I saw her this and I told her what I thought, and she said, you know, I didn't think that at all. In fact I gave the it's a newspaper I can't remember but she submitted two photos mine and then another one that was more like that and actually chose the one that we had done she but she said but you know my father saw this and he gave me a bit of constructive criticism he said the same thing that you just said Chris wow. so I was like all right we're gonna let's redo it we're gonna yeah get you an answer so you have both to use and you do this my about this but um it was maybe a week ago, and it was fantastic. And what we did, and I still feel like I'm kind of feeling right. You know, the background thing, it's one additional element, but complicates it for me. I really feel like I'm struggling to, to get the backgrounds to look. Um, and it's not just getting them as good as you get them. But, you know, backgrounds are a light for that client that situation. Um, but we did some stuff that I was happy with and she's happy with. And, we filled that, so nothing for you to <laughs> able to do that about that. Yeah. So it's been great.
0: So speaking of that, so what's your definition of perfect headshot? So what what are you going after on every shoot? Because that's something where, like, I don't want to say we struggle with, but that's something where you know it's kind of ultimate goal on every session. Like we have this kind of vision in our head. So I wanna talk a little bit, what in your opinion is the perfect headshot? Something where you see and you say like, okay, this is something I'm really proud of and I'm really happy to see that. And it's kind of um, something which, and we talk a little bit about it. It's like, we can look at those shots and we can go back to them and we still kind of have this emotional feelings from them. So if you could just describe me your definition of that.
1: Well, generally, you know, we could talk about this for hours talking about the details, but the general things that I like to see, whether it's my shot or somebody else's, are the following, mm-hmm. um, and in no particular order. One, I, I want it. I want the person to look good. If it's a guy, I want to look handsome. If it's a woman, I want to look pretty. Uh, to some extent, I mean, everybody's got different pluses and minuses physically. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I got a great jawline, my hair's still really good. I'm too skinny and I got little moles and stuff all over my face and my teeth are up. So I got some good stuff and I got some bad stuff. I wanna emphasize the good stuff and mitigate the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, but whoever the person is, I want them to look good. Uh, another element that I generally like to see is I want it to look cool. Mm -hmm. And that's very vague. What I mean is I want it to be interesting or dynamic. I mean those just a, like an example, those positions that you get people in, this is my by. I? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can stand like this for a headshot, or Push. I can do something a little bit more, whether it's leaning in or whatever it is, where it looks a little more dynamic, a little cooler than just a regular stiff, lawyer shot that you can see. Yeah. So, good looking, cool looking, and I want the expression to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of cool. But I mean by good, it kind of depends on the person. It's a litigator, do I, I probably want him to look extremely confident. Mm-hmm. But I also want him to look like a nice person. I don't want him to look like a complete fit. Yeah. So um or maybe the guy maybe it's a pediatric dentist. And yeah, I want him to look like, you know, he knows what he's doing, but I also want him to look very friendly. Especially I maybe mean, it's a big burly guy. So yeah, you've got to sweeten him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I want him to look and you know, I got that from Peter, I want him to look confident, I want him to look approachable um, the ratio of one to the other, point um, to You know, a, you can have a shot that has all of that, but then you can have a shot that has all of that, but then there's just a little extra juice to it. Whether it's just a little more energy in the face, or um, it can be that the eyes are closed down a little more, or the smile is a little bit bigger, or a combination of both. Or sometimes it's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint what it is. There's just more going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the final thing I like to see is just, just kind of like a catch-all. Everything else, I don't, you know, I want everything else to not be conspicuous. I like it in the clothes and the background, even the cinematic background. And everything else, yeah, it's there and it looks aesthetically pleasing, but it is all kind of harmonious almost like what like a painter works with a limited color palette mm-hmm. just another level of simplification where all that stuff looks good looks nice but it looks simple mm-hmm. um to me those are the main elements and then sometimes they're just qualities that i can't put my finger on you I know mean, i could break into a shot that has all of that mm-hmm. and another shot that has all of that but i like looking at the second shot better and it may be the first shot could be a you know, gorgeous woman. It's you know, a nice headshot. Then here's a guy who's, you know, he's okay looking, but it. it's just, there's something about it. I, it's, it's interesting. I guess that's what it is. I like looking at it. Peter calls that lookability, I think. Um, but it's that quality or whatever it is that makes you want to look at it again. You know, shots like, look
0: at that shot that the fall put
1: up a couple of days ago. Yeah. So yeah, you, know, you just like looking at
0: it. Yeah sure so tell me a little bit because that kind of leads me to my next question and tell me a little bit more about your clientele because you you are shooting you know people from almost all industries so who are your favorites who you know you you kind of have a little bit of a reservation to work with um who like who's like majority of your clients is it the business people or is you know the actor industry like if you could just tell me a little bit about like your clientele and you know like who you really like to work with
1: sure the majority of my clients are wealthy professional people who either are you know, the face of their business the image they project is important mm-hmm. or they just want to get a really good headshot um, the majority excuse me the tequila thing. Mm-hmm. the majority of those people are the lawyers as you might expect yeah Um and I feel like the majority of the lawyers are either some kind of litigators, usually like a plaintiff's lawyer or uh, a lot of divorce lawyers. I think, at least in Harris County where I live, um, I think that the family law bar is tight and all those people... I mean, you, you buy have the same experience. Somebody sees somebody else's shot and they come to it, but I get a yes. lot of those folks and i generally market myself towards those types of people um my ideal client likes my work thinks that i'm the only one for them and mm-hmm. hires me as an expert they're gonna trust what i tell them to do trust my judgment and it's it's like uh, it's like they're hiring consultant. i'm just taking pictures of them, all, all of them but i'm like a consultant for their face the ones that i enjoy working with the most I don't know that it's really industry specific, you know, I work with orders, I like, I get some orders that I didn't particularly like, I mean, I'm lucky, I get really good people, right? mm-hmm. I usually like people to some extent, if they mm-hmm. have gotten in there, because I do leave people out a bit too, mm-hmm. um, but my favorite clients are the ones who get what I do, I certainly get clients in here because somebody told them to come, go get Gillette, go get Gillette, mm-hmm. oh, they're, they're Marketing people say, you have to go hire up, um, But the people who see the work and go, oh, I want him to do that for me. And we come in and they have good personalities too. And we can mix it up. I can tell within the first few minutes of visiting with them that I, it's okay to cuss in front of them. Um, there's nothing I can't say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that helps. And if I screw up and I'm wrong, which I'll, I'll be every now and then, I can follow them up. The EEOC has no jurisdiction over the yet, so all. And then if, if they not smile about that, I don't But, um, yeah, just cool people. Cool people are my favorites to work with. I don't care what industry they're in. I've worked with some cool actors, mm-hmm. and I've worked with actors that were really wooden in front of the camera. I took all I could to light them up, you know? Yeah. Um, and same thing with lawyers. Uh, but generally, cool people who, um, and yeah, as you can tell instantly, oh, look at that, yeah, that's his older brother. I think that uh, our friend Norm Gillette, no relation, spelled totally differently, Norm Gillette took that up. Oh, That's uh, my 20-year-old shot in the cinematic style. Yeah, good... um, yeah his mom just sent that over, his Happy Father's Day on the back, So that's all Anyway, uh, yeah, cool people, you can tell, I, I, I tell people it all the time. they like, will come in, I'll say, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, well, it's, it sounds corny, but personality makes a difference in this thing, you know? Like, when I have a guy who comes in and used to be a U.S. attorney, and he's a very awesome individual, very admirable, uh, high achiever, very sober, a little, a little harder to engage than... The guy who you know is cussing at me before I'm cussing at him. Gives me a really finger at some point. <laughs> yeah. those are the
0: people I like. Cool. So speaking of that, because um, we work with a lot of people, right? And we bump into people we never seen before. Uh, we work with um, you know completely strange individuals, and we all have those crazy stories, you know, once in a while, which just kind of pop into our life. And i know like you're an amazing storyteller and you told me a bunch of really interesting ones so can you tell me you can pick whatever can be funny can be interesting can be sad whatever like i know you've 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 run into a lot of interesting things in your life so if you could just share maybe one of those stories which really kind of stands out you know in your last few years you've been doing headshots
1: uh, yeah, you're right. I don't remember which ones that, that I told you specifically, so I hope I'm not repeating one. But one of my favorites is I was photographing a law firm. One time. It mm-hmm. was one of those deals where I actually well, I went to them. Um, and for mid-sized law firms, I try to get them company kind of studio. It's gonna be a better experience for them. It mm-hmm. makes the scheduling for their office manager, just going to do it, go be like, This was an away game, so I go and I set up, and I'm you know. In a law firm, the bigger it is, the more likely it is that maybe I know one of the people there. If I got the gig, maybe it's because I knew somebody there, but most of the people I'm not going to know. Mm-hmm. I'm just like any, like the guy who took my crappy last headshot shot when I looked insane. <laughs> I'm just some bozo set up in a conference room. I mean, I don't have a little umbrella and that kind of stuff, so I I look really cool. I'm not wearing cargo shorts, no offense, I don't know what, But, um, you know, I don't have a mesh tank top on, you know, I'm dressed okay and uh so the lawyers start coming in and it's going fine and then all of a sudden the office asshole came in. <laughs> and they were the litigators so you're gonna I, I know i'm not this is not insulting i know from based on my personal empiricism that a certain percentage of them are going to be called kind of jerky. and this and they're they're a number one jerking and i kind of do it i'm not you and I talked about it, but I do it kind of like Peter does. I'll shoot a little bit with the person, and I'll coach him and direct them the whole time, and at some point, we'll take a break, and mm-hmm. I'll look at shots with them and just point some stuff out, and I feel like I tell them it's another opportunity for me to coach you, and we can see what's going on, Let's talk about it, and then I can kind of figure out, you know, a woman may hate her hair in every shot, it's good to know. I was talking to a makeup artist today, and she was saying, yeah, I don't know people would just give me pictures later. I'm scared to do that, you know? Maybe it can be one little thing that is easily fixable, and the person hates it. That. Anyway, we're talking and looking at the shots, and everything's going great. So the jerk comes in, I uh, shoot a few shots of him, and pull him in front of the computer to look at him, and of course he's looking at the, he looks at the very first shot, which was a terrible shot. And I typically try not to shoot bad shots of people. I fail every day. I always shoot bad shots of people, but um, I like to shoot the first one really bad so they can see how bad it can be, just by comparison and he looks at the first one and he i just i feel like i just lost in the media he's like well, that was terrible i like the other ones better what like, what are the shots so, you mean the ones that are on your website right now yeah i like those better we look at one shot i like those better okay you mean the ones i didn't shoot yeah i like those better okay so timeout. out i'm going to tell you the listener that the shots that they had on their website were the kind where they're leaning over chairs like this. Mm-hmm. They're leaning over chairs, yeah.
0: Exactly. The Walmart one, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were shot at the firm by somebody who would have them lean over chairs. And so I said, you mean the ones on the web, the, the ones where it looks like somebody's got you bent over a chair? If you thought about the message that sends? Nobody bends you over a chair, you bend the other guy over a chair. Which, now look, this is a gambit, no doubt. And, and when I said it to him, I even said it a little cruder than that. But basically, you get through the middle picture uh, on in and it's, just, it's not wrong. I mean, that's kind of a... I don't know, I don't like the visual there. It's not a strong position. Um, and besides it's just kind of cheesy. And so it's a gambit, right? It, he may storm out of the room and then a couple of minutes later, the office manager comes in and says, you got to back up and get out of here. A lot of, I, a lot of the time I'm thinking, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I thought that was the worst thing that could happen. And while, you know, I didn't want to get stiffed out of a, a job, I still have an awesome story if that happened. A lot of it didn't happen, kind of, all right, all right. it was just the right thing to say to a guy like that. Um, well, somebody might disagree, but it worked, you know. it. it it let him know. Look, I'm not gonna put up bullshit, and I'm not some scrub in here with a little umbrella or whatever. And I don't give a shit what you think. I'm gonna show you how we're gonna do it. I'm cussing from the night. As soon and uh, and it was great. Interestingly, that same firm uh, before I went to shoot them, you can imagine how it is. You know, they, they whoever's in charge of this project wants to. Get it off his desk. Let's get him done with it. So once I got hired, uh, the lawyer that I was talking to said, "Go talk to the, our web designer, so the web designer gets what the web designer gets. Mm-hmm. Talk to the web guy." All right, I'll talk to the web guy. So I call the web guy. The web guy says, we have, "I want you to shoot him, I mean, full heads, full shoulders. Shoot them down to their waist." So I said, shoot shooting down to their waist, and he said, "So we have cropping options." Uh, okay, I wasn't even a question. Let me ask let me it again. Why would you show me any of these guys down to the lists? I mean, I'm too skinny. My torso doesn't give do me a big headshot. Why would you do it? I'll tell you what, the burden of proof isn't on me, it's on you, but I'll give you one reason why you shouldn't. Some of these guys look like heart attack candidates. Why would I set foot on a three year litigation path with somebody who looks like he could fart out in nine months? It's not a headshot. It should be not a body fat. Look at that. Right, so he gets it. Anyway, I was like, yeah, burden first on you, though. Give me one reason why you show these guys all the way down to their waists. The answer, okay, give me half torso. <laughs> I totally it. And I tell clients this all the time. The people who are making you get headshots often have no idea why they're asking for what they're asking. Or if they think they know why they're asking, it's not a good it's not a good reason. Like, um, I asked a woman one sure time, enough. that's nice. Back up my lawyer uh, um, who worked for a big international law firm. She was an in-house marketing person, real sharp, I liked it a lot. And it was like a deposition. I said to her, Why do you put pictures of the lawyers on your website? And often when I ask that question, I'll, you know, people will say, Well, you kind of have to. I mean, everybody does. And if you don't, it makes you look like you're not serious. It's almost like When you get a friend request on Facebook or a connection request on LinkedIn and there's no profile photo? Yeah. Is that like a real person? It's just weird.
0: I usually delete those right away. I don't even like looking into who they are, what they do. Like for me, it's like completely some.
1: And that's not a wrong answer, but it's not a good answer. Anyway, so I wanted to know what her answer was. And she gave me the other common answer I get, which was usually I'll get some version of, well, put a name with a face. Which again, not wrong, but not a great answer either. And she said to me, well, so you know what they look like? With the inflection at the end, like it was a question. I mean, I was so embarrassed for her. And she's in-house, a huge international law firm. I mean, this isn't some scrub. Mm -hmm. uh, And a lot of people, I don't know if that's your experience or not, but a lot of marketing people, advertising people, business owners, uh, managing partners of law firms, a lot of people when it comes to headshots or thinking, yeah, we have to do it because we have to do it. Or we want to put a name in the face. When I tell this story to people and there are marketing people in the audience, I'll see them go. Yeah. It's to establish a rapport with the person. You know, yeah. Not a wrong answer, but I don't think that's a good answer. Um, yeah. I think a better answer is hey, this is the first impression you get. People? And my first impression, lawyer picture, was. Yeah. Looked, it did not look like a man you trust your most important personal legal matters to. And now I've got all sorts of shots of myself where, you know, your mom's going to want to see him because she's going to enjoy these shots. They're fantastic. Um you no, just um, You know what I mean? It's oh, just yeah. unbelievable the, the way that people think about these things and the way that most clients think about them. Hey, I hope I look good in the shot. It's kind of like the, the, the thing that they don't think they're getting out of it. Anyway, so I kind of over—I I overshot that question by a little bit, but those are a couple of—I hope—mildly humorous stories
0: and uh, some thoughts about it. Yeah, yeah, those are interesting, like facts, and and you know, like we talk about it a lot about how important you know the headshots are, especially nowadays, you know, with this all online business and you know whatever you do, you have to have a headshot, right? And especially for those folks who work for you know huge firms and you know huge corporations or huge businesses um and you have like you know crappy headshots you know like how you can even yeah well we could talk about it for days i guess right this is also our business so we also kind of look at this whole thing from completely different perspective a lot of people don't realize um, how important that is but um well it is what it is right okay so i have one more thing and this is um one of those things which I really like to do on those interviews, so I pick six images from your website.
1: Oh crap, I've never done this.
0: Yes, we're going to do that. That's all work. And basically what I'm going to ask you to do, if you could just tell me a little bit of story with those images. And those are like really, in my opinion, like amazing shots. I like the face expressions on like the people. So I'm going to show them to you one by one. And if you could just give me a little bit of story. Of sure. the session of, of the person, you know.
1: Okay, so This is much. where the people are gonna go. I thought Christian Webb was gonna be on this. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: more uh-huh. interesting. Well, your shots are amazing.
1: Yeah, but he's very strong.
0: Okay, so let's go. We're gonna go a girl and the boy, girl and the boy, okay? Okay. So this is the first shot.
1: Ah, okay. Um, so there, there are a couple of things I like about that. Um, I really like photographing women in ponytails. Like My favorite way to photograph women if I can get away with it is a ponytail and a tank top. Okay. Just because it's so minimal. I mean at that point it's all expression. Ponytails are interesting. You know, sometimes I'll have an attractive woman and I think oh, let's try a ponytail and not everybody can use that kind of shot. So I don't get to it all that often, but uh, sometimes the attractive woman pulls her hair back and I'll think, yeah, I like her better with the hair down. I don't like it as much. And then sometimes it'll be a woman where like, oh, I if you can hold it with the hair back and she'll pull it back and it looks be amazing. It was, a, it was a judge I shot like that where I wasn't sure. And the ponytail was like a favorite shot of her. She just looks legal uh, like that. That woman, um, I'm pretty sure she's gonna get with the ponytail, uh, and she was one of those people who the subtler expressions were a little bit better on. Her eyes were real expressive. Um, her mouth was good. She could do the tiny smile. I you mean, know, some people just can't do the tiny smile yeah. well. It's awkward, forced, or just a little tense. And uh, and she was good to work with. She had really pretty eyes. Uh, and so I knew just getting her hair back would be. Fantastic. Inter- Interestingly, that reminds me. I want to mention a guy. There's a guy uh, north of Houston in the Williams, I think. His name's Peyton Ruddick. and Some people listening to this might have heard of Peyton. He's a great shooter, just primarily uh, outdoor, sporty kind of stuff, but he's also a really good portrait photographer. And I've actually had him shoot me before. Um, and when we were working together, he said to me, said, wow, are your eyes are so expressive? And I was like, hmm, What do you think I do? Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's my life. <laughs> yeah, that's what Okay, uh, so... Yeah, she's great, go ahead. So let's jump to the next one.
1: Oh, I, I remember that man, Mr. Ogletree. Uh, his name's Jordan. Uh, that is actually an actor. Okay. And, um, just one of the... So remember, I was talking about types of people I like to work with, that's the type of guy. Mm-hmm. Not only is he not wooden in front of the camera, but he's just a nice guy in front of, of that Um well, like there's that actor that you and I uh, worked with, uh, the Shakespearean guy, um, you know, totally different personalities, but San Diego, he's an actor, and he's a really cool guy, and uh, I was so comfortable with him that, I mean, just whatever came into my mind, I would talk to him about. And at some point, I saw that sweater, and I remembered when I was a kid, my dad uh I remember all the albums that my dad had. And one of them was this uh, album by a saxophone player called Grover Washington Jr. And he has an album called Line Light that my dad had. And there's a song on there called Just the Two of Us that actually people may be familiar with. But the rest of it's instrumental. And as Jordan and I were working, I was kind of hearing this, you know, all the instrumentals in my head. Hold on a second. So I get on the computer, pull up Line Light, and I said, this isn't Line Light. And he, he, he knew it. And he was like, oh. So we we're, were listening to that while we were shooting that. I knew it was fantastic in sweater. And he liked the previous woman. and he was a soft target. That was not hard to do, It was pretty easy to shoot.
0: Awesome. Okay, so let's jump to next one. Your favorite, probably ponytails. Oh,
1: I love her. Yeah, it's kind of blown out on the screen, but yeah. Um, yeah. Again, uh, hair back. Um, and she was very good with the subtle expressions, um, and, a, and a person that I remember liking quite a bit, one thing a minute, right? uh, she was interesting. When I first saw her, and you probably do the same thing, you kind of size people up and you think, all right, what are going to be the good things, what are going to be the things or problems that we're going to have to solve? and. Um, and I have the, this experience all the time, you probably have it too, you get, oh. you get a person that comes in and you think, oh my god, this, is gonna be, this guy's going to be awesome, this guy's so totally good looking, and the guy will be a mess, you know? <laughs> like, uh, it's all problem solved. and then maybe a woman comes in, not this woman, but just a woman comes in and you think, oh, she's nice, but nature hasn't really done her a lot of favors, let's see, and then she'll just kill it, <laughs> she'll be yeah, yeah. so awesome, you're probably the same way. You know, the only oh, thing is I'll find something about people that
0: I like. And I really don't have to try. Yeah. Maybe. But it's a process, right? I found that, you know, the entire session is just like trying different things in different angles and, you know, trying doing different things with the person till you get to something which you like catch your eye and like, Okay, I got this right.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. And not that she was idiot, she's she's a beautiful young woman, but in person I was like what are we going to do, what are we going to do, and she's one of those people that went on. she's one of those people that, you know, kind of, when I got, she gets in front of the camera, instead of getting freaked out like people do, she gets in front of the camera.
0: Yeah. You know, not, not this okay, we're
1: done. Yeah,
0: I know, she just changed it. But yeah, I remember liking it a lot. Perfect, okay, so I really like this character guy, Like, it seemed like a really cool shot.
1: So that guy's actually a really good friend of mine. He was okay. a friend of from college. Um, when we get off, I'll text you a picture. He was actually in town for this uh, uh, annual oil and gas conference. It's a huge conference in Houston every year. And uh, he has a business that he does medical care for, when companies send workers over to Azerbaijan or something like that, his company provides medical care for them. And he was in town, and Monica and I went to, he sponsored some party at a country western bar, It was mm-hmm. him and one other company, I can't recall, and Delta Airlines. And Delta Airlines invaded, 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 invited all of their, uh, I don't know, it's all of their, but the group they invited was an African customers. So it was all these Africans experiencing country western music and line dancing, and they were fantastic <laughs> they loved it. Um, for the first time, at least I'm not sure. I know a couple of my was the first time. And then me and that guy and, and Monica. And uh, anyway, his name's is Mark and he's a great guy. Uh, and he is kind of a smart ass and uh, I wanted to get a picture of him where he looked like a smart ass. He's a, he's a really good friend. When I, I met him in college and uh, he was his senior year, he was student body president. And this was a long, long time ago. And the way they were getting notices out to the students is that they would you basically get a voicemail message on your phone. You pick up your phone and you, know, you get 40 messages and one of them might be from the school. And he would do these sometimes and so he uh, would, he memorize. he would go to the administration building and some person would plug it in and he memorized the keystrokes and one day he said, you want to send the whole school a voicemail message? <laughs> It said yeah. The, the whole school he didn't know start. And so basically it was right before President's Day. Mm-hmm. I think it's in February. So we sent out a message that said, Attention all students. observance of President's Day, this Monday, February, whatever, all classes are canceled. Classes will resume their regular schedule the following day. Thank you. Something like that. Sends it, changes the password to the system, and then we go and get you something. Um, by the time we got back. They had got, there must have been a back door because they got in, sent out a retraction and uh, there was a message on his answering machine that his, he lived on campus in a house, that said, uh, Boys, this is John Ruff, I'm campus police chief, I need to speak to y'all. And uh, it turns out that it was my roommate, his name McCoy, who recognized my voice somehow, even though we changed it, we made it deeper, he recognized my voice and he was planking his back. Dude. More than you wanted to know about that picture, but that was the first thing I thought. Great guy, he's a generally good looking guy, and uh, pretty easy too. Not as easy as the previous three, but I'm glad we got kind of a smart one. Awesome.
0: Okay, so the, before I'll show you the next shot... Um, we have no
1: more time since that last story, I'm sure.
0: No, 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 we still have a lot of time. There's no time limit actually on this, so... Um, no, no, no. So, so the next shot I want to show you, and this is something what I think was so important in headshots, to make person look very likable or, you know, make them look that you really want to know this person more and you would hang out with this person. And this is one of those shots. And I want to kind of show you this and then you will tell me a little bit more details on that.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So these are all soft targets. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking on her name. Real sweet, real pretty. Um, Oh, and this reminds me of something. I don't know if this is your experience or not, but I tend to find that with most people—not always, but most people—they're either bigger, they're better at the teeth smile, or they're better at the lips together smile. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're pretty good at both, but they're still usually better at one. And I used to fight it. Yeah. (laughs) Now and then I still will. Like if I think they really need it. Like if they're bad at the lips together smile and they need a more serious shot, then I'll work it with them. But uh, I guess it's kind of like headshot If I think that whatever they're better at is um, good for what their purpose for the shot is. Then I'll just go with it and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just go with the flow. Yeah, don't fight the feeling. Yes. Don't fight the feeling. What are you fighting for? Yeah. Uh, uh, and her, her, she was one of those people that I—that I, was a long, that was a long time ago. So I don't, I don't remember getting a shot, but my feeling is that it, I probably wasn't doing much there to prompt her to go big like that. And in fact, it happened today. My, the client that I was telling you about, my last one today, she's just one of those people that smiles naturally in front of the camera. I have to tell her what to do. She doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> she does this, yeah. and uh, I think that girl was like that, but uh, she, that was one of those ones that, so, you know, she's, I'm going to like most configurations of her, just like I like most configurations of uh, Jordan in the, the sweater, um, they're good looking enough people that no matter what we do, I'm going to like it, although I do remember her, I think she was one of the ones where we pulled the hair back and it, looked, it wasn't a disaster. She looked nice, but I like to better with the hair down. Yeah. And so, um, I feel the shots are really down.
0: Perfect. Okay, so the last shot I picked is the shot which has a lot of character. And this is really, I really like that image because just showing personality. And it's super cool in my opinion. So, tell me a little bit more about this one.
1: All <laughs> right, so some people hate, hate this shot. Oh, really? Right. Mr. Carmona. Okay, so I, I like it, and I have, I have shot, and you and I have talked about this, I have shots in my portfolio that I think are interesting or cool or whatever, um, but some people aren't going to like. And he, it's, I don't know if it's easy to see on the tablet, on the camera, but it's a darker shot, mm-hmm. and he looks very intense, uh, and he's a lawyer, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, his name's Chris Carmona. He's a really, really cool guy. Um, one of those guys that I'm glad to am friends with. And um, he's one of those guys that's hard to take a bad shot at. His, yeah. his full-teeth smiles are good, his flips-together smiles are good. He actually ran recently um, for chairman of the Harris County Republican Party. That's an elected position. Didn't, that party does the same thing. Um, this, this year, he did not win. Another client of mine, but they're both great guys. Anyway, we shot him without the beard through, through that recent election, mm-hmm. but everything that I did before is with the beard, and he was one of those people that was just so good, and we got gotten enough good stuff that we just played a little bit, and that was one where we played, I can't remember, see if i like a red jacket? Yes, else?
0: yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll, that, I'll show those images on the big screen, so people are gonna see them again. Uh, like the
1: good can quality.
0: Can yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so that was just, that was definitely more for fun, I, mean, I, I joked with him, I wish I had the money to do it now, I would do it, but I joked with him, you know, we need to start a tequila company or something, it could be pr- come on a tequila, it could be because that guy told you to buy it or something like that, it <laughs> yeah. looks like, I, th- I think that on my phone I took that shot and, and made up different logos for a tequila company, oh, wow. S- send them to We'd him. Sell companies. it like,
0: no tomorrow for
1: sure. I like doing that. I like, and that's another thing I like about the cinematic shots is, you know, i I'll, not always, but I will shoot those a little more wider from time to time than I do uh, the other stuff. And there's just a little more room for copy on the side. And yeah. I, like, I like getting stuff in there sometimes. But yeah, that was just for fun. I don't know. He may have thrown that on social media at some point, but. Look, yeah, he yeah. looks mean, and that's that's the point. Well, oh, I don't think he even looks good. mean. I think there's
0: there's a lot of it. Like, he's really intense, and I, I absolutely love those shots because they, they're not like, you know, typical smiley shots where someone is looking at the camera. Like, he was really working the camera, um, yeah. and it was really, really cool. Awesome. Okay, so we actually got to my last question, which is what kind of impact do you want to make on the headshot photography industry?
1: Oh, wow, I never thought about that. Um, This this is going to sound like I'm dodging the question. I'm not. I think I've just got to kind of back into it a little bit. Um, My main focus right now is just on my business and client development and all that, which I love. It's a lot of fun. It's interesting compared to being a lawyer, I didn't know how to sell myself as a lawyer because I didn't like what I did. And I didn't really have a niche. I was lucky for a long, long time. Work just kind of came to me. Um, but the headshot stuff, it's easy. To, I'm not saying I'm the best salesman. I'm not saying I'm tremendously successful at it. But it's easy to do. I like doing it. I love talking to people about this stuff. It's something I'm really passionate about, and um, just love it. And I'm so lucky to have found it. So my focus right now is just on getting better. Trying to continually improve what I do um, and grow my business. I don't really have any aspirations right now to be like, I want this to sound wrong, because I really admire what you do. Uh I don't think that I have the, I don't know that I would be good if I tried to do that. But right now, I really don't have the goal of, my goal is not really to impact those shots. I want to, I, yeah, I'd like them to be better. I think it would be easier to get work if the public understood that the best they could hope for in a shot is that they just, not just that they look okay, but that they look, they look great and they look super confident, like they're successful at what they do, they're experts at it, but they're also nice, trustworthy people. Most people just don't get that and the quality of work overall grows, I think that it would be more common knowledge with potential clients and it would just make it easier for you and I to get those people on the board because we would say, of course, we need need what you do. Um, I'm kind of surprised that this far, because remember when I first started looking into this stuff, I couldn't find anything now there's all sorts of information there's you there's there's dylan there's early Uh, there's all sorts of information out there i mean peter's book fantastic you know it's an unbelievable compilation of headshot knowledge and i am shocked at how little it seems to have spread through the headshot community i was talking to a guy one time in a closed facebook group the question was, and he didn't ask it, but there was a question about, hey, what's the best creative live course on headshots? And I came in and said something like, because the guy who runs the group tagged me and wanted me to answer it. And I was like, I don't really know, but I think the best value is Peter's book. Because I don't know what it costs. Was it 20000 bucks or something? And it was just full of stuff. And some guy was like, well, that's only if you shoot actors. No. You kidding. You idiot. <laughs> but i mean the, the, there's that attitude um i look through people's work from time to time just to see what i said is my work holding up you know my because i want to keep you know, stay it's as high in the game as i can and i continually have this experience i'll be interested if it's at all familiar to you i'll look at somebody's portfolio I'll go, Ooh, i like the shot i look at the next one I'll go, <laughs> I wish I took this one this one is yeah. so good I'm jealous and then I'll look at the next one and I'll think god that guy looks miserable what's I doing in the portfolio yeah and I I think the the most likely explanation is that they don't see it yeah I mean I guess it could be bit by mistake I guess that they may say well it's just how I do it I like that yeah. kind of like me with my I like them little a intense kind of yeah. thing but um, I think a lot of times the answer is just that they don't see it um, so you know, guys like you and Peter and Dylan are going to be way better than I will at educating folks. Um, but I, I think the the better people get, the, the higher the bar is raised. And what an in industry that I think the bar is still pretty low in. I mean, it, it, that's one of the things that makes it easy for me to get work. I mean, I just see such crappy headshots all the time. But, like, but, but, it, but let's, be better than
0: that. Yeah, but let's be honest. I think. And this is is going like a huge kudos to to Peter Harley because he kind of pushed this industry to another level and gave us a platform to kind of, you know, take this to completely another level. Uh, and, And also I think that, I think I had that conversation with someone a few days ago when they were saying like, well, first of all, I have to say that there's huge myth that people think like, oh, taking headshots is not a big of a deal and everyone can do it and it's really easy breezy to take a headshot. But we know how much work goes into it and you know how much uh, things have to kind of work together in order to create a good headshot. And a lot of people don't understand that. But I also think that this entire... Industry is fairly new, you know, like people have been shooting portrait and stuff like that. But specifically headshots, I think this is just kind of started going off, in my opinion. And you know, we have this Peter style and we have the cinematic, um, but everything comes down again to the face expression and we. Uh, I think a lot of people are thinking that oh you have a good lighting good camera and then you're good to go but we know that this is just the beginning of the story right getting person as you said look confident looking positive looking striking and then having you know it that's way more which goes into it right so
1: yeah. i think you're right you know the, the i i've learned so much from you and i'm so thankful for our friendship it's been just a tremendous uh, thing for me. Um, I'm very thankful. But, you know, I would not be doing what I do right now if I weren't for Peter. Um, you know, I probably wouldn't be doing it if, if Zach had been back of the conversation. <laughs> so I owe Zach a lot. Um, thank you, Zach Arias. But, uh, yeah, Peter sharing everything that he does. Uh, and I think it's unfortunate because I think because of the kind of the online personality, say hey, everybody, I'm, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I think it, that's going to turn some people off. Uh, and maybe like the guy who's like, ah, oh, Peter's broke his practice. Maybe he got turned off by me. I, don't think he did. I can't remember it very well. But Peter's a sweet guy. He's uh, he's an amazing guy. He's a very high achieving, smart, hard working guy. But he's like, and his personality is totally different from me, but like he's a very sweet, generous guy. Uh, he's been a tremendous friend to me. And I, I would not be as happy as I am now if not for him. And, um, no, <laughs> full disclosure. You know, I'm involved in his Ecosphere. I'm a mentor on his website and all that stuff. But uh, he's a great guy, and it's one of the things I love about headshots. The community, I think, is pretty good. Um, yeah. And man. you know, and my friendship with you is just a, another example of that. I, I'm so grateful that I know you. and yeah, for, yeah, for headshots, right?
0: Well, and you know, I completely agree with you. And this is something which I never experienced before. And then, you know, we talked a little bit about it. uh, The last time when we have that conversation that I'm coming from the wedding industry and it was really tight, was really, you know, head to head. And, you know, people like literally like they were hating each other. Um, And I found headshots, you know, industry and headshot photographers they work on completely, I would say, you know, different level, you know, we communicate, we help each other, we support each other, we share the knowledge, we do everything um, what we can to elevate everybody to to the next level, right? Which is, I think that's the way it should be in my opinion, Um, you know, but um, that's I think also maybe because people are more mature and we have good leaders and we have good people who actually spreading that kind of way of communicating and helping each other and that's kind of as contagious i would say and people really help each other right that's 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 something which i never experienced before and again even knowing you and you know you helped me a lot to come to houston and then you know like the list is on and on so um, i'm glad we we touched this subject because i deeply believe that you know we should continue with this and um it's 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 really feel even so cool that you know we're part of it and you know like we're in this industry so so please tell me where people can find you online you have a website You're in social media if you could just share me a little bit and we're gonna have a drink and call it a night
1: yeah so so I don't want people to think I'm a last we talked about we're gonna have a drink together so I'm drinking Abandonado tequila it's fantastic it's a good sip of tequila I'm in Texas so you gotta go okay. ahead um, uh, people already want to find me online, mine, but yes uh, yeah. I will link so,
0: it anyways. I'm going to put in information
1: in uh, Yeah, the website, this is actually interesting. We didn't really talk about business stuff, but my website is liketherazor.com. And We talk about it's, 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 it. Yeah, people don't catch it right away. Usually it takes them a while. Um, I look for chrisgillette.com. My Gillette spelled weird. There's no E on the razor board people have. But there was already a chrisgillette.com. And I can't remember what other permutations I tried, but couldn't find it. And that just made me think, all right, well, what can I do? And All right, well, it's Gillette. My name's spelled, looks like Gillette. So I'm used to telling people, no, it's like the razor. And so that's where the URL came from. And it's just clever. Like the accident because I think it's way better. It's easier. One, it's easier to explain. It's yes. just spelling. It's G-I-L-L-E-L-E-L-E. No, it's just like the razor, L-I-K-E definite article, T-H-E, and then Razor. Like a rage, like oh, the right. Razor. <laughs> it's good, right? Yeah. It's memorable. And I can lie and say, well, oh, the, the, the images are sharp. Like I, razor, do, right? I used, I used to think it because I named it from the Wi-Fi after this <laughs> guy <laughs> The Wi-Fi is like the Razor. No, yeah, I didn't name it from the Wi-Fi. Yeah. LikeTheRazor.com. Right. Dylan the Patrick didn't take this long to do this stuff out of his credentials. I apologize. LikeTheRazor.com. On Facebook, I think it's... The business page is like the razor. My personal is chris dot with the funny spelling, and then on Instagram, which you know, uh, I don't know why I'm on Instagram, but um, we, I,
0: we have but, to be there. There's
1: no yeah. <laughs> not much work I get, but it's um, it's the number six because it looks like a G.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Six I double L E double t.
0: Okay, I will link all those informations to the video so people will find you for sure. Okay, Chris, thank you. T- for your time, that was a you know pleasure talking to you as always. Um, I hope we will try to do this again, you know, in, in the near future. Um, but we'll be in touch anyways because you know what, I'm, I'm gladly call you my friend. And um, again, thank you for everything which you've done for me. And um, we're definitely gonna continue this journey with the headshot photography.
1: It's my pleasure, amigo. And if I start to figure out what I'm doing with headshots, we can talk about it later. For sure. Okay. Right, okay, bye bye.